Okay, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Vav in uh, in Sukkah. Daf Vav in Sukkah. And we learned for a four Shlema for Yosef Azriel Ben Chaya Michal. So yesterday we began the topic of Shiur Chatzitz Mechitz and Alochel Mashmi Sinai. There are many things that are Alochel Mashmi Sinai. Moish uh, sent around this uh, rabbi who wrote there's 31, but there's probably more than that also. But three of them are measures, <coughs> chatzitzas are interpositions, intervening, and mechitza, which are partitions. Those, those rules are all Allah We got into this because we talked yesterday in, in the main about, um, about how do we know that the minimum sh- size for a sukkah is 10 tfachim high, Besides the schach, the schach has to be on top. So we said either one source is from the mezgeret or pnei pnei, or uh, a, uh, a more acceptable reason is because we learned it out from the kruvim whose wings were spread ten tefachim above the aron uh, and the kaporas. So <clears throat> that was one opinion. But we said well, contributed that doesn't work out because he says that the kaporas was only eight and a half tefachim high, which would indicate that the sukkah should be eleven and a half tefachim. Therefore, he bases it on Allah Moshe Misirai. That's the Allah that Hashem told Moshe, 10 fachim is a shir for sukkah. So the Gemara now asks, at the, Gemara, at the bottom of the Gemara said, what do you mean? <coughs> Aren't they shirim doraisa? With the Pasuk says, Eretz chito sar gefran sirimimom, Eretz Hashem all those parts, of those, all those various fruits and grains are to teach us various shiurim. So the first one we brought down yesterday was, <coughs> if you go into a, a house, a leper's house, and you're uh, wearing garments or wearing rings, whatever, what time, when are they tummy? They're tummy in the time that it takes to eat a half of a wheat loaf, uh, wheat loaf of bread. Because it says chita, we base it on that. Uh, uh, and the next one, we're at the, this is where we left off yesterday. <coughs> Excuse me, saora, barley. So the post says, eretz, chita, or what does barley teach me at the time? Etzim, saora, metame, b'mag, v'mas, a, uh, a bone of a dead body of a person is matame, even if it's the size of a barley bean. It's not matame, but oh well, if a small piece like that's in a room, <coughs> excuse me, and you're in the same room, it's not matame automatically unless you touch it or if you carry it. That's where we learn from Kisora. Geffen, what does Geffen teach me? That a Nazir who's not allowed to be matame lemes, not allowed to shave, and allowed to drink any wine products. What's the shear for him being chayev? A revius. A revius is like uh, something under like 100 cc, a little bit less than that, and that's a revius. And Rashi points out that it's just a kadei revius yayin. That, in other words, it's not an absolute number. A revius of yayin is not necessarily the same as a revius of water, because the, the yayin probably has a thicker density. And Rashi points out, how do we always measure these things? By displacement. If you have a bunch of leaves or uh, sprouts uh, or uh, kernels of a, of a uh, grapevine, and that all adds up to be a, a revius. How do you do that? You put them into a cup, that, and dis- if it displaces a revius, that, you know, you have a revius of, uh, of volume, because the measure here is volume. It's not weight, it's volume. So Gefenke revius yayin, and Rashi says yayin is harder to displace than water because because of its uh, density, whatever, it'll, it'll, uh, it'll have a little rim at the top and it won't pour out as easily. So therefore, you wind up, it's what we call, uh, it gathers up at the top at the, at the top of the cup and more than mine. So therefore, effectively, a revius of yain is more than a revius of, of water. It takes more to splice it. In any case, 
The shear is revius based on gefen. Arashita <coughs> serve a gefen. The next word is in the pasuk is teena figs. Could grow grass. Let's see it. Let's saw Shabbos. The size of a dried fig is what you're chayiv when carrying on Shabbos. How much if you care if you carry uh, a speck of dust on Shabbos from Shus Rabbim Shus Yachid? You're not chayiv for that. You're chayiv only if it's got a minimal shear of of a dried fig. Rimon. What does Rimon teach us in the pasuk? Again, the pasuk says the gefen center of Rimon of pomegranate. At the time, call clay bias. If you, are, if you are a professional and you're selling uh, various kinds of vessels, if it's got any sort of a hole in it, it's no longer the vessel. So therefore it was tame, now it's no longer, a, it's like broken, it's no longer the vessel, it's not tame. However, that's only if you're a professional, if you're a balabayat, if you have a small hole in your, in your vessel, in your uh, uh, whatever, a, a bowl or whatever that you're serving fruit in, if you've got a small hole in it that, uh, that olives could fall through, you'll use it for apples or whatever. Uh, it only loses its state of tumma and the, uh, loses its name of being a kli so that it's no longer tumma. Only if it's got holes in it so big that pomegranates would fall through, so then it has no longer use anymore. The shear of tumma that remains its tumma and is until it has a, a hole the size of a pomegranate. Eres zeis shemen, olive oil. So that would mean a land that almost all the shiurim, it says all the shiurim are kazais. We know kazais is how much you have to eat on a matzah to be yotze, and all the isurim are, uh, many isurim will illuminate them in a second, are, uh, are kazais. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? Koshir or What do you mean, Eretz, who's a land, all its measures are kazais? We just said, we just said, there's other shirim. There's a shear of a rimon for tumma. There's a shear of a of a revius yayin for a nazir. It's not. They're not all kazayas. So he kind of mean ela ema shirov shear because most of the shirim are kazaisim. We talk. There's a shear of kazayas to be yotze. Let's say matzon pesach. Rashi brings down in the fourth, uh, fifth line in the wide lines that rov shear kazaisim shear a shear of a, of a mess is a kazayas. What's matame a shear of a, uh, how much of a dead body is matame you? Maybe he said a kazayas, a kazayas is even tamba oa, a kazetsum kasora, a bone the size of a of a barley bean, that's only tamba magomasa. But a mess is met, uh, a kazayas, a mess is metame even the oil, or nevela. Nevela is not tamba oa, but nevela means a carcass of a of a of a dead body, a carcass of a dead uh, animal. That's metame bimaga or masa if you touch if you t- touch it or carry it, but not. Not uh, oh well, Israchelev, not eating Chelev, Dam, Eastern of these things, Pigel, Noser, Tome, Genosh, all these things, the Eastern that you're not allowed to eat, the Shir is Kazayas. Devash, again, the part says, Eretz, Zeis, Shemen, Udvash. What is Devash? Devash means sweet things. Rashi says, Komen, Metik, Kuren, Devash, Utmar, Mir, Metik. Dates are, are, are sweet things, so therefore, the Devash referred to as that of Tamarim, of, um, of uh, dates. And where do we use that shear for? A large date on Yom Kippur is the shear for eating. On Yom Kippur, we know you're of chorus if you eat or drink on Yom Kippur, of course, if you're not sick. And what's the shear? Not kazais, it's gotta be larger than that size of a large date. Why? Like Rashi explains, and we had it recently in Yuma, that there it doesn't talk about eating. It doesn't say you're not allowed to eat on Yom Kippur. It says, you shouldn't afflict yourself. So it means something, it's gotta be something that puts your mind at ease, mias of daite, and takes away your, fle- uh, your, uh, your feeling of affliction, because ayas won't do it. It's gotta be more than that, it's gotta be the size of a day. Alma, what do you see? These are all learned out of the Pasquarez, so what are you telling me these things are, are, are these shirim are lachum ash It's based on the Pasquarez that we just quoted, Alma da Raisinino, that says, but tisber shirim miksivi, does it say in this pasuk how big they are? It says, here's a chita for this. Saurus to remind you of this. Gefen is to remind you of this. 
Tainas reminds you of, uh, of a dried fig, right? That shear for Shabbos. Rimon is for Tuma, uh, Tumas Kli. Eretz Hashem, most of the shear are, are Kazayas. Devash is to teach me Yom Kippur. But it doesn't say how big it is. It just says this is the fruit or the grain that we mentioned. The Pasuk is simply uh, an asmacht, a reference to this Pasuk to remind us. The Mepharshim deal with, what do you mean by asmacht? Sometimes asmacht can mean that the Chachomim relied, you, relied on this uh, Pasuk as a simon to remember what the various shiurim are. The shiurim are, are melacha mashmi sinai. But the Chachomim used this Pasuk to remind us of the various, as a simon of what the various simonim are. So that's the first thing we said. Shiur and chatzitzah mechitzah and alachem mashmisinai. Shiur and what we just discussed. All these shiur and alachem mashmisinai. Chatzitzah, What are chatzitzah? If you have something, it intervenes. You're not allowed to go to the mikveh. Basically, that's the way usually where you have. You have a, you're not allowed to have something between or a tefillin. Let's say you're not supposed to put tefillin. You see people come and put tefillin on top of their shirt sleeve. It's got to be on your head. Can't be anything. Sometimes your tefillin so roast the strap uh, goes on top of the yarmulke. You got to be careful. It shouldn't be a chatzitzah. So when it comes to mikveh. You know, to have a chatzitzah. We all know women have to be very careful when they go to mikveh not to have any anything on uh, on their body. So the Gemara says that. So he said that. That also is lach much So the Gemara chatzitzah is also not a Torah. The chiv barachat says besaro b'mayim shleiy dover chotzitz benavim. Your flesh, all all your flesh, has to touch the water. So that's a favorite shapasik. What do you tell me? It's a lach much you know what? The, you're right. That the flesh has all your flesh has to touch the water. That's a pasuk. But what's the halacha mishmisinai for your hair? That your hair also should not have any uh, dirt on that. Anything that intervenes between your hair and the water. Let's say of one hair that's tied up. You know, it got tangled and got tied up by itself. That's a chatzitza, because one hair by itself, when it's tied to itself, there's a knot in there, it's so tight that the water can't get in. That's a chatzitza. Shalosh, if you have three hairs tied to one another, that's not a chatzitza, because it's not, they can't be tied tight enough so that the water wouldn't get in. That's not a chatzitza. Shtayin ani odeya. Rabbi Khan says, two I'm not sure about, if two hairs are tied to one another. So, okay, so that's what he says. So you see that uh, that's also, as we'll see, the Gemara's going to send, Rashi points it out now, it's also if you're mocked, but only if it, it, you're, you're, it bothers you. It bothers you that the hair is tied up. Now, you're not happy with that. If it doesn't bother you, it's not a chatzitz, as we'll see, but apparently we're going to see that's a drop, that's more or less a drop or, or it's, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's at least a lachamosh misinai, but it's not a fair shaposet. So he says, okay, so what, what's the lachamosh misinai? For the hair, that if the hair is tied up in that way, that's, uh, it bothers you, then that's a chatzitza. Okay, so Zimur no Saranamidur, I said, what do you mean? You think the hair is lachamosh uh, misinai? If your flesh touches, the, that your flesh, all your flesh has to touch the water, that the Pusik says, Varachatz uh, es sarvaim, or es kolb All your flesh has to touch the water. You can't have any chatzitza. Can't have any interposition between your, between your body and the water. So he says, so what's the Allah Mosh Misinai? For the hair. The Mosh Misinai says, the hair is also the rice. And in the Chsiv, Barachas Besar B'mayim. What does it mean? It's Es Besar. What does Es mean? It could have just said Barachas Besar B'mayim. Why does it say Es? Es HaTafel Besar, the thing which is secondary to the Basar, Umayni Usaro. That's your hair. In other words, that's also based on a Pasuk. A Pasuk S refers to hair. So now we're saying that both your body, your flesh, and your hair has to be uh, unintervened. There can't be anything between your body or your hair and the water. So that's how it's a pus, it's a pusik. What do you tell me Allah Mashmisinai? Says Kiya Sail Khasalik Rabitzak. I'll tell you what Allah Mashmisin is for us for Rabitzak. Dvar Torah. And again, here you see Dvar Torah, what does Rashi say? Allah Mashmisinai. 
So here again, you have this Lashem that he brought down that the Emma Summer, when the Gemara says the Emma Summer, that's like Allah Hamash Sinai. Many times, Hilchasa, we just said Hilchasa, many times you're recording, what's Hilchasa? Allah Hamash Sinai. Here also, Dvar Torah could also mean Allah Hamash Sinai. So what does that mean, Allah Hamash Sinai? If most of the hair on your body is entangled or is dirty, has got, uh, has got something on it, and you're makbid about it, it bothers you, you're particular about it, that's a chatzitza. That's what he says, that's Allah Hamash Sinai. That if most of, the, of your hair in your body uh, is dirty, and, and uh, there's a separation between it and the water, and it bothers you, that's a chatzitza. She'ena makbid love. If you're not makbid, it doesn't bother you. It's not a chatzitza. Okay, that's Allah Hamash Sinai. The Gazru, the Rabbanan made another gzair. The Rabbanan took it a step further. Even if most, even if most of it, your, your hair is dirty and you're not makbid about it, they said that even if you're not makbid, and as the Allah Hamash says, only if, you're makbed, only if most of your hair is dirty and you're makbid, it bothers you, then it's a chatzitza. If you're not makbid, it's not a chatzitza. That's Allah Hamash Misinai. The Rabbanan made another gzair. The Rabbanan said, even if you're not makbed, but it's most of your hair is dirty, mishum rubo. They might one say mishum maud makbed. They were goes on rubo sheina makbed, where you're not makbed, mishum rubo makbed, which is halach l'mashmi sinai. Val miuto makbed, or if only a, a minority part of your hair is dirty, but you're makbed about it, that's also not halach l'mashmi sinai. It's only rubo makbed, and they were goes on miuto makbed, mishum rubo makbed. In other words, there were goes even if a minority of your hair is dirty, but you're you're particular about it. Mishum Ruba Makbid because of Xera, because of the Rabbana made Xera because of the Halach Mashim Sinai. So the Gemara says, the links are not male miuto she'ena Makbid, so Begozer also, even if a minority of the hair is dirty, but you're not Makbid, but Begozer on that too, that that's a Chatzitza, Mishum Miuto a Makbid, because of Miuto, which is Makbid, which is the other Xera Rabbanan, in Amishum Ruba she'ena Makbid, so why don't you take it one step further? Mars is a famous dancer. He goof Xera, but I'm not going to knock him, Venekum, Venekzer Xera, Xera. Rubo she'ena makbid and miut a makbid is both of them are gzeras because of rubo ha makbid which is halacha mufri sinai. So miut to she'ena makbid you're going to make a gzera miut to she'makbid because of the other gzera. It itself rubo she'ena makbid and miut a makbid is a gzera and we're going to get up and make another gzera gzera. We don't make a gzera gzera. Therefore that's it. So what do we come out with that that your what that your that your body the flesh shouldn't touch the water. That's a pussing. That your hair shouldn't touch the water, your hair has to touch the water rather without an intervention. That's also pasuk. What's the lachamosh misinai? Lachamosh misinai says that rubo ha'makbed is what is what the pasuk is referring to, and rubo she'ena makbed is not. So that's lachamosh misinai. So what is the pasuk teaching me then? If if rubo ha'makbed is what the, is what lachamosh misinai, rubo she'ena makbed, lachamosh misinai says rubo makbed is is uh, is aser. Is a chatzitza, and Rubu Shein Makbid is not a chatzitza. Okay, the rabbis took it a step further. Not two steps further, one step further. But what's the Pusik referring to? So Tosa says, Tosa says, Vim Tomer, keeping the Asa, Elchasel, Rubo, below Muto, Im Kain. What is the Pusik teaching me? If the Allah Mashmina is rather, is teaching me Rubo, Hamakbid, and not Miuto, so what's the Pusik for? So he says that the Pusik is teaching me that, that even Tumas Besa Storm, even here in a uh, private part of your body, that's also, that's also considered a chatzit. So that's what Tosa says. Others say that, very simple, the Pasuk is telling you, if all your hair, if all your hair is dirty, all your hair is filthy, you're filthy, you've got mud from top to bottom, then that's a chatzit, so whether you're makbid or not makbid. That's what the Pasuk says. But the Allah says, Ruba u makbid, that's Allah Hamashmishmini, Ruk makbid is a chatzit. Ruba Shana makbid is not a chatzit. That's one, that's another way to learn. Or you could just learn very simply, 
that the Dvar Torah, Rubav, the Pasuk is telling you in general that hair, there's a chatzitza there. But the details of, of what, how much hair is Tameh, and if not real, that's a lochum mashmi sinai. So the pus, that, that hair needs, that hair can't have a chatzitza, that's a Pasuk. But the lochum mashmi sinai tells us these details. Okay, so now we've had shiurin, a lochum mashmi sinai, as we said, all the cases of uh, kezayis, kakosevis, all those things. And when we had mechitza, and then we had uh, chatzitza, that's lochum mashmi sinai. Now we come to the last one, mechitzen. That partitions are going to say, what's mechitzen? Hadamrin. What we said, that sukkah, how do you know sukkah has to be 10 fachim high? That the, that the schach should, should hover above that 10 fachim. You should have 10 fachim of hollow uh, interior space. That's Allah Hamashmi We said according to Yudah, remember we needed this according to Yudah who said that the uh, kaporas and the aron together were only 8.5. So that would have told us that you need an airspace of, uh, that the sukkah has to be 11.5. Right, 11 and a half, 8 and a half, you get 20. So according to Buda, we have that. El Rameyer, Rameyer says, what is Rameyer? So Rameyer says that the 10 Fachm we learn out from the fact that the uh, wings of the Kruvim were above the Aron. So that was a space of 10. It's not based on Allah Hamashmishina. El Rameyer, Mike Lemayer, but what are you going to say? What, the, that Mechitza is not Allah Hamashmishina. So you're right. According to Rameyer, that particular Allah of 10 Fachm for a Sukkah, that's not Allah Hamashmishina. That's based on, on the Kruvim. But kiyasech. So what's the halacha of mechitzas that we need halacha moshe sinai legood velavet v'dofan akuma? These rules of mechitza, good. What is good? We said that the wall is extended, right? Extended. We talked about being extended uh, up or down, right? Good aches. Good asik means going up, uh, we, we, right? Good asik means we talked about the cases on. Uh, if you look in the in the illustration book, a uh, number. Um, uh, 26 and 27, there we talked about good asik, right? About, about the wall, the imaginary was going up. And we also have good achas. We had that in Erev and elsewhere, where you had a, um, on Shabbos, if you had a, a uh, four poles and a roof on it out in the desert, is it considered Rishasayachet or is it considered, uh, is, is it considered um, like a Carmelis? So if, if, the, if the top of the, top of the ceiling has got a vertical sides to it, just vertical, it's not an angle vertical, then you say good achis, it's like the, it's, the wall is extended downward. So that concept of good that we extend the wall up or down, even though it's not there, that's a lochem that's a part, that's a loch of partition. For love it, love it, we said anything which in three tfachum is considered connected, that's a partition. For dofen akuma, the concept of a curved wall, that the curved wall is considered, remember that the ceiling is considered, like if you have, if you have a sukkah that we talked about, uh, we had that picture, this is number, uh, let's say number 22, uh, where you have uh, a sukkah, the schach on top, but the distance between the schach and the wall is, uh, let's say, three and a half uh, amos, right? And there's a solid ceiling there. We consider the solid ceiling as part of the wall, and therefore it's called dofen akuma, and therefore the wall is just curved, and, this, and the wall really is connected to the, uh, to the schach, effectively, and it's kosher, and it's a kosher sukkah. Again, like Michael said, you can't sit under that part because it's considered sitting under the wall, not under the schach. You have to sit under the schach, but it's a kosher sukkah. The, the sukkah has to, has to, the schach has to extend to the walls. But what happens if the walls are, you know, you have a schach in the middle and the walls are, are, are you know, 20 feet apart, you know, far away, uh, far away. We lost the, uh, uh, the uh, connection there on the internet for a second. Uh, so, um, so if the walls are far away from the schach, that's not a good sukkah. But if it's within less than four amas from the, uh, from the, uh, the walls are less than four amas from the schach, 
then we say that the ceiling that's covered up there, dofen akuma, that's considered part of the, of the wall, and if, therefore it's a, it's a good sukkah. Okay, so now, um, so that's what, so according to uh, Rav Meir, so the halacha mesh is for good and love it and dofen akuma. Okay, so uh, now we come to the next piece. Let's see. Hold on a second. Um, yeah. Um, all right, we're at the two dots now on Vavam and Beis, in case you lost place. So we said in the Mishnah that there were three, there were four different psulim. What are the four different psulim that, that makes the sukkah invalid? Uh, number one, uh, if it's not, tw- if it's more than 20 amas high, the airspace is more than 20 amas high. Number this two. Meeting is being recorded. Yeah, we heard that already. <laughs> right? Sorry about that, guys. We lost you for a second there. Okay, so we said in this, going back to the Mishnah, we said that if a sukkah is more than 20 amas high, that's possible. If it's not a minimum of 10 tfachmai, we described yesterday and today, it's also possible, right? Um, uh, everybody agrees with the minimum of 10 tfachmai, the question is what the reason is. Um, and then we had, if it doesn't have three walls, it has to have three walls. Now we're going to talk about those walls. Tanarabonim, we're at the two dots on Vavav and Beis. Tanarabonim, Shaim Kilchasim, two walls have to be regular walls adjacent to one another, uh, at, at, at the right angle to one another, let's say. The third one could even be a tefach. And it's a very small piece of a wall is good enough. We're going to talk more about that. We're looking really not at, uh, we're up, we're, we're, the next picture we're dealing with is number 33, but we're not quite up to there yet. So we're going to talk about that. We have two walls. You have two walls that are perpendicular to one another, touching one another. That's what the Chacham say. Rabbi Shimon says, no, we go like a Chacham, but, but we're going to talk about how that third wall has to look. No, he says you have to have three regular walls, three walls attached to one another, like in previous pictures that we saw, and the fourth wall could be a tefach. What's the machlokas? What's the machlokas? Do you need three walls or four walls? Chum say you need three walls, and the third wall could even be a little piece. Rab Shimon says you need four walls, and the fourth wall could be a small piece. What's more authoritative is the way something is written. We're going to talk about that. Um, uh, it, it, was, it was written it ta- is, is a, has a higher priority. Rabbi Shimon Savar, the way it's pronounced, the way it's read, is what's more important. Rabbi Shimon the Pasuk says, Basukas Teishvu Shivas Yomim. Then it says, Yeishvu Basukas. Then it says, Ki Basukas Oshavti. So it says three times Sukas. Two times it says it without a Vav, Sukas, Sukas, without a Vav, as if it's written Sukas like singular, even though it's pronounced plural, Sukos. The third time it says Sukos with a Vav, that's definitely plural. So, the Rabbanan say, the Rabbanan say, so it's the way it's written. It says, basukas, 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 three times with the first two without the vav. So it's one, one, and two. Because it's read, it's not the way it's pronounced, but it's the way it's written. It's written basukas, even though we pronounce it basukos. So that's one, 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 one and two. That's a total of four. arba. So it's referring to four walls here. Dal chad well, one, one word, you need just a tummy, you have to sit in a sukkah. The pashup shot, you can't use that one at all. So you're left with three. The second basukas is one, and the third basukas is two. That's three. So dal chalagufe, pashu lutlasa. So you have three walls. Shtaim kilchasim. Two out of the three walls have to be proper walls. And again, what's the shear? As we said before, we possibly here like Beishamai, that it's got to be seven tfachim plus by seven tfachim plus. Not like Romeo said, it has to be four amas in each direction. Not like, like Basil said, it's only Rosha Baruba, which is only six. It's seven plus tfachim on each side. So you have, have two walls that are at least seven tfachim each. The Asa Hilchasa, ah, oh, that's a Lachlomush Misinai. Here's another Lachlomush Misinai. Rashi says, 
In other words, the shiurim. You talk about shiurim alachem shesinai, right? Lavud, lavud, dofanakuma, good. According to Rabbi Yud, it's also the minimum height for the sukkah. Here we're also talking about the, the third wall. The third wall. Alachem shesinai says, yeah, yeah. Pasuk says you have to have three walls. But you know what? The alachem shesinai tells us the third wall is enough. It's only a tefach. Asehilchas of agaras lashishis and 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 minimize the third wall and said all you need is a tefach for the third wall. Shimon Savar. Shimon disagrees. Shimon says you need four walls. He says yes on the mikra. How is it written? How, how is it pronounced? Rather, the mikra, the way it's read. It's read sukos, sukos, sukos. That's six, right? Sukos, 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 six. However, harei kanchesh. But dalchal Well, the first pas again. You need a pas to tell me the guf. You need a sukkah. So that leaves four, right? Because the first sukos, even though it's two, but we need it for the pasim shot. So you need sukos, sukos. I got four. Left with four, four walls. three proper walls. says says that the fourth wall because So that's the basis of the machlokas. That's one way to learn. It's all based on the sukkos, but sukkos how you understand them. The chacham say you look at the way it's written, and therefore you really only have three walls to deal with, and the third one is is only a tefach. Rav Shimon says you have four walls to deal with, and the Shimon says everybody agrees that Shimon says that the last wall is only tefach. Everybody agrees. Look at the way it's it's pronounced, and it's pronounced plural on all of them, and you have four. One pasuk. I need one pasuk. One, the first, the Basukos is the Pashat Nina Sukkah. Then you have four more, right? Four more. Eishem Lemikra, so you have four to deal with. But, you know, but you know what? Even, even the Rabban Ramoda, but I need one of the four is to tell me you need Tzach. Well, so you need a, a Pasuk for that, so you're left with three. And three, so you have two proper walls and one. Allah Mishra tells you it only has to be a Tzach. The word Sukkah itself means that it's got Tzach. The definition of Sukkah means a booth or a hut that has a covering on it. So uh, you don't need a pasuk for that. That's from Shimon. So if I don't need a pasuk for that, I'm left with four walls, and the fourth wall is diminished uh, to a tefach by Allah Hamashiach. So I'll say the other way around. Everybody agrees, like, like we want to say in the Chalamim, look at how it's written. And it's written with only sukos, like sukas, sukas, and sukos. The Chacham say, fine, you have three. Three walls. You're left with three. Leisham Sora Sukas Sukas Sukos. So you have so one is the Pashup Shat. One today you need Sukkah. You have left with three. And Allah Mushina tells me that the third wall could be smaller. Omar Savakiyas the Hilkhsa Lahosif. No. The Pasuk tells you you got three walls. The Allah Mushina says, I need a fourth wall, which is a small wall. Everybody agrees Allah Mushina diminishes it. The Yesh aim the Masaurus. And you look at the way it's written. So all you should have is really is three. You know what the first the first pasuk of sukkos you could also darshan. So you're right. You're right that you you uh, you only have four because it's yeshem lemesoras sukas sukas and sukos. That's four. But the point is, and the four, and the and the last and the last wall is diminished by lachmash misinai. But he says you could even darshan the first pasukos. You don't even for the pashim shat. You could darshan the first one, even though pashim shat. You could also darshan that one too, and therefore you have four walls. And the fourth wall is diminished by the lachmash misinai, according to Reb Shimon. That's Reb Shimon. No, you don't darshan the first one. The first one is the tami the pashim shat. So all you're left with is what is sukas and sukos, which is three, and therefore lachmash misinai. So you need three walls, and lachmash misinai diminishes the third wall. Reb Masna Amri. Ramas says, "Listen, time of Rabbi Shimon Mehocha. The reason for the fourth wall, according to Rabbi Shimon, is this: 
Everybody agrees, like you'd say, the Eishem Limasaurus. And all you need is three walls, right? But what's the reason for the fourth wall? Because the Apostle, we quoted back in that base, the Sukkah Teal, let's tell you, Apostle Shai says that the Sukkah, the Sukkah will be for a shade during the day, Mechoreh from the sun. And it will be a refuge and a hiding place from the storms and the rain. So if it doesn't have a fourth wall, the rain's going to come in through the fourth wall. So you need a fourth wall because of that passage. Okay, so that's the drusha of do you need three walls or fourth walls. We hold it, you need three walls, right? We pass like the Rabbani, you need three walls. And the third wall could even be a tefach. However, how does that look? Now we're going to come into the problem of how it really looks. This is really a little bit of tomorrow's doubt, but we'll start, the, the topic begins here, three lines from the bottom of Abba Bay, so we'll take it a little bit further. But also, tefach echemir, where do you put that tefach? We said that third wall, according to Shimon, it could be the fourth wall, but really dealing according to Rabbani, that it's the third wall. Where do you put it? So, you put it by outside the projecting, either projecting area. You're looking now at number 33. So you put that, that pole or that tefah that's basically just a, a pole or a, a beam, you put that out at either side. You can either put it on the right or the left. Yodse means the side that's projecting. You're looking at the two walls, the two dark brown walls, and the light pole, the light, uh, what do you call that, a pole, a... Uh, um, you know, a beam or whatever, right? A two by four, whatever you call that, a two by four. So you put that on the, on, at the edge, uh, at either edge, either the right one or the left one, and that constitutes your third wall. So, so Rav, who just said number 33 is okay, so they said, Rav Kana and Ravasi said to Rav, Rosh Tor means the head of an ox. Rashi explains that that's usually what they do at the end of a furrow when they're filling the field. They make it in that sort of an, of an angle that looks like the head of an ox. But it really means make it slanted. Number 34, make it at a slanting position so that it's not perpendicular, that the two by four is not uh, perpendicular to, the, to uh, the wall, but it's rather at an angle. So it sort of goes, it goes across. You see the dotted line in number 34? It's the same two by four, but you don't put it at a right angle. You put it at a slant, so it sort of it goes across that way. And Rashi says, therefore, it appears more like there's four walls that way. It doesn't really look like four walls, but it appears that it's more connected. In number 33, it doesn't look as connected like it's one box. In 34, it looks more connected. Why don't you do that way? Shosik Rav, Rav didn't answer. Some say Rav was masking. Some say he just didn't bother answering because he yelled it wasn't a valid question. Itman Amyam Shmuel. Shmuel said, like Rav, Mishmei the Levi, Shmuel said, name Levi, Mamita, can I get a Yodse? You put it, can I get a Yodse, like in number 33, you put it at a perpendicular angle to, the, to either one of the projecting walls. Uh, Rav Simon, this is important, Rav Simon became Rav Shuban Levi. We're going to refer to Rav Simon often on this page. Omar Oslo Tefachit, he says number 35. Simon. Yeah, Simon. Right. <laughs> Simon, yeah, Simon Shimon. What is really, huh? Yeah, yeah. No, that's his, presumably uh, <laughs> Simon was his first name. Oh, yeah, it's like Solomon, you know, it's like Shlomo, and Simon is probably a variation of Shimon. So you got Rav Simon, Vitem Rav Shimon Levi Omar, Oslo Tefach Shochei. You make a loose Tefach. What is a loose Tefach? Look at my hand here. You see a Tefach? This is a Tefach, right? Your fist, right? So if you do it loose where the fingers are not touching one another, it's a bigger tefach, right? It's a bigger tefach, right? So he says, make yourself a loose tefach. Make the two by four a loose tefach. This is number 35. And place it, and you make it within three tefachim. You don't make it adjacent touching one of the two walls. You make it within three tefachim of the wall. Within three tefachim, Avram gives you what? Lavud. So it's attached. Now, if it's, if it's effectively attached, 
it's within three tefachim, but the uh, the uh, beam itself is a little bit more than 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 a tefach. So altogether, with the less than three and of airspace and the one plus of the tefach, you have four. Four is already most of a side. The minimum shear is is uh, seven tefachim plus. So this is four tefachim. So you've got most of a side. So Rav Shimon, this is how Taka how the Raman Paskins. Rav Shimon, you tell Rav Shimon, Lady Omer, also tefach shokik. You make a loose tefach. Mamid of pachim shloshit pachim. Samach ladofer near the wall. Looking at number thirty-five now. Take a look. See number thirty-five. It's not touching. It's red. It's like, and that's effectively your wall. Bechal pachim shloshim. Since it's within three tefachim from the brown wall, samach ladofer kolavadami. It's attached, and therefore you have most of all. So he says it's not enough just to have a tefach. You have to have the tefach. In other words, when he says that Allah Mosh Mishin, everybody agrees that Allah Mosh Mishin makes the, the last wall. According to Shimon, it's the fourth wall. According to us, it's the, according to Rabban, it's the third wall. That tefach is not next to the, not just next to the wall, like in 34 or 35, but it's a little bit away from the wall, so effectively you have a whole wall there. Amrav Yudah, Sukkah Asui Kamavui. Now look at 36. A sukkah that's made like an open alley. Normally a mavi, there's a mavi system which got a back to it. This is a, I mean, it's got two walls that are parallel to one another. Right? Sukkah, um, uh, that's kosher. But also tefach. What do you do with that tefach? That third wall. You put it wherever you want, like in thirty-six. Put it wherever you want, and effectively that's good enough. In other words, it's good enough as long as you the walls are seven tefachim. And uh, basically, he's going with Rob's opinion. You can just make it perpendicular, even though this looks less like a sukkah than number thirty-three or thirty-four. Rav Siman, again, this is our, our Rav Siman, or Rav Simon, the Tem Rav Shimon Levi Amar, no. Oslo Pas Arba, now we're looking at 37. He says, no, no, now you need a, um, a, uh, a Pas, a, what's the word for Pas? You need a board, let's say a, a board. Uh, no, more than a post. post. You, need a, you need a board that's Arba, that's four Tfachim wide, not one Tfachim wide, we're looking at 37 now, uh, that four Tfachim wide, Right? And you put that within three and you put that within three tfachim of the brown wall. You see love it over there. That's how you have to kosher it. In other words, Rav Simon says 36 is not kosher sukkah. 37 is. Because now you have more of a substantial wall there. So the Gemara is the obvious kasha, right? Sagi Why does he say what's the difference between 35 and 37? Why in 35 he says, okay, you have that one two by four, that's within three tfachim, so a total of four tfachim, right? Total four tfachim, and that constitutes most of a wall. And why in 37 he says, no, no, you need, you need the whole board, it's not, it's, you need like four two by fours are connected, you need like a board that's four tfachim within that, why do you need a full wall there? You don't just say most of all, you need like effectively a full wall there, and you have a full wall there because you have a four tfachim wide wall plus lovewood, it uh, gives you seven tfachim. So uh, it's dalit b'mashu. If Simon says, Yishem Oslo pas arba umashu, that's four plus, because it's got to make up for the three minus of the lovud. Umavida pachim shloshet samach dafim, mechal pachim shloshet dafim, samach dafim. So Yishem Oslo pas arba umashu, that's four plus, because it's got to make up for the three minus of the lovud. Umavida pachim shloshet tefach, a loose tefach. Umavida pachim shloshet boy pas arba, here you need a whole board of four tfachim wide plus. In number 35, where you have two walls that look like they're connected, right? That's more of a more of a building, right? That's like Kihil Chasan. So then it's enough. Here you don't have two walls connected. There are two walls that are parallel to one another. And again, how do you get that based on Halacha Mishmi Sinai? How did you do that? This is all Halacha Mishmi Sinai. That was the Kabbalah that he had. 
Listen to this. Rava comes along now and says in number 38 that in other words, he's saying now that even what Rav talked about in number 33, that all you need is one a little two by four by that perpendicular, when you have two, we have two walls that are perpendicular to one another, touching one another, like in 33 or 34 or 35, and all you need is a little beam two by four on the third wall, he says you still need source of Pesach. And Rashi explains that it's not enough to have a beam that's one tefach. You've got to take that one tefach beam, divide it into two, have a half a tefach at each side with a cross beam on top, so you have a source of Pesach. The third wall has to have a, a door-like structure. That's the source of It's got to look like a door. So I said, in a niche, just elevate source of Pesach. Even when Rob's, he's talking about what Rob's case, uh, that you take a half a tefach, you take that two by four and divide it into two. That's what Rava says. Some say, What does that mean? Looking at 39 now. That he says, You don't even need that. You don't even need the two by four that's a tefach wide. Even if you don't have a tefach wide beam, all you need is a tzuras pesach. You see in, sur- in number 39, you don't even need that. It must have tzuras pesach al pnei kol adolf, and you have a tzuras pesach there, even though those little like bamboo uh, pieces that make up the doorway, they don't constitute a tefach. Not like in 38. You don't even need that. And some tzuras pesach, and Rashi brings Rashi, you must have tzuras pesach al pnei kol adolf, mishnei kodem, kol shu, any amount, the kol gabayim, you don't even need a tefach. He's saying now when Rav says you need a tefach, or all the rabbis say all you need is a tefach of the extra, the beam only, the third wall is enough of a tefach, either the tefach or a surah sapesach, as in 39. That's the ikadamri. Now we have another ikadamri to finish off, right? Um, so Rav first said in the surah sapesach, that's 38. Then we have 39 ikadamri amrav and itras nami surah sapesach. Ikadamri amrav vetsri chanami surah sapesach. Now we're looking at number 40. Right? Now, what is he talking about? He's going on, according to the way Rashi explains it, he's going on Rav Simon's case. Rav Simon, with the Ram Paskins like, says what? Remember, Rav Simon said back in number 35 that you need that tefach wide two by four, put it within three tefachim of a wall, of one of the edges of the walls, and that should be a wide tefach, right? So he says, you know what? On top of what Rav Simon says, you also need source of pesach like in number 40. That's what he says. Uh, that's the third ikadami, the third and final ikadami. The Srihanami ikadami, Amrabi Srihanami Tsurasa Pesach. Ravashi, now a story, Vashi Ashla Ravkani, found Ravkana, the Kovit Tefach Shochek, he made the wide Tefach like of Simon, the Kovit Tsurasa Pesach, and he also did Sursaf, Amalelo, Savamal, Hadarav, don't you hold of what Rav said to Omar, the Nitras Nami Vitsurasa Pesach, that it's also kosher with Tsurasa Pesach, meaning like in number 30, like in number uh, 39. What do you need all that for? All you need is 39. You don't need the beam plus the Tsurasa Pesach. Amalei, so he answered him no. So Adam Rav Nishan says Amalei, Ana Kiedach Lishin Deravas Really, I hold like the third lashon in Rava, the Amaravat Srika Namitz Rosa Pesach. I hold that you need like number forty. In other words, yes, two walls is all you need in a Torah, but the third wall has to be a beam, and the beam's got to be uh, a wide beam within a wide, a little bit wider than a tefach within three tefachim from the wall, and you need Rosa Pesach. So that's the so the, we have all these different sheets. What do you need for? For the third wall, is it 33? Is it 34? Is it 35? That's when the walls are perpendicular to one another. Or maybe all you need is 39, right? Or maybe you need 38. Or the most common that you need the fourth wall, the third wall. If you don't have really a full wall there, or, or a third wall could also be if you had 
a seven tefachim wide wall because that's all you need. If seven tefachim plus wide is all is all you need, but if you don't have a real seven tefachim wide wall, so you can kasher it in this way by having lovud, but also tzuras pestle according to the final opinion of Rava. All right, we'll pick it from the two dots here tomorrow, Mitzvah Have a good day, everybody. Yeah.